uses it in their lives on a daily basis. Fear of abandonment, fear of death, fear of failure, fear of rejection, fear of eternal damnation, fear of poverty, fear of loss. These are just but a few of his devices to gain a foothold in their lives. This is why I invite them to come daily and sit with me in the shalom peace of God. Fear is a tormenting spirit. The enemy uses it to try and separate me from my beloved. People whose minds are caught in the grip of fear cannot get their thoughts focused on me and on what is good and pleasant. By fear, demon spirits rob them of the joy and delight that I want to pour into them. And I think if you think about your own life, you can probably spot where some fear is um, dominating. And we do, we get, uh, we get used to it. It becomes a familiar friend. And I must say, when it crossed over my threshold yesterday, there was a huge temptation to just kind of lean into it. I, I wanted to lean into it because when you get a, a message like that or a message of someone who's passed or, or any number of traumatic events we've been through in the past 18 months, you look for something that is you know well. And I know fear very well. I've known fear very well in my life. I've seen it operate. And I wanted to, I wanted to hug it. I wanted to rest my head on its chest because I was so desperate just to feel some kind of safety. But I very quickly realized how fake it is and what an absolute ploy it is from the enemy to derail those that are, that are seeking God and on this journey. Excuse the tears. There's been a heck of a lot of tears in this house over the weekend. But you know me, I'm a crier at the best and worst of times. So you know that about me. So we keep going. Um, but you know, once you have tasted the real shalom peace of God, the authentic, you very quickly can tell the fake. Sheldon tells that story in the banks, you know, they, they, keep, they keep giving the person the real the real hundred rand note, the real hundred rand note. And then they slip in the one counterfeit and very quickly they're able to pick it up because they know the real and the authentic so well. And that is what God is doing with us as a community. He is letting us know his real authentic presence and peace and help in a time of trouble that when we are presented with the fake, we can reject it. And don't worry if you've had fear don't worry if you've rested your head. I did it. It's okay. But the thing is, you've got to recognize it and you get back up again. You kick it out the door and you start again. That's the human life. I have not got this down. I'm probably going to cry after this preach. I'm probably going to cry tomorrow. And then I'm going to pick myself back up again because we're human. Okay. And it's okay in, in, in doing that. Now, I want to move to what is the shalom peace of God? What is this beautiful thing, this treasure that we have been given? Oh, I'm doing the classic Kathleen. It's somewhere in the Bible. I think it's in Mark or Matthew. But basically when Jesus is saying to his disciples, he is now leaving them. He is now going to ascend into heaven. And he says, my peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give you. Okay, so it is a given thing, all right? It is not something I have to go around looking for. God has given that to us. It is already in us, all right? This is the beautiful shalom peace of God. It is multidimensional. 
It is complete well-being. It's physical, it's social, it's spiritual, it's wholeness, it's completeness, it's soundness, it's health, it's safety, it's prosperity. It carries the implication of permanence, meaning it what does not come and go. It stays, it's there forever. It cannot be taken from you unless you give it away. And the only thing that can break the shalom peace of God is sin. That's what it is. Basic sin. Fear and shalom peace of God cannot cohabitate. They cannot be in the same room. It is an impossibility. And you have the choice. You have the choice which one you're going to have tea with. Okay? Which one you're going to lay your head on. We as a people of God in this time in history do not have the luxury to sit back and just be tossed by the waves of this world with the attitude, well, what will be, will be. Sheldon, they're asking if it's recording. I'm not entirely sure. Or have I trusted God before? I've trusted God before and I've prayed and these things just got worse. So I'm done. I've seen so many Christians in this time fold their arms like a petulant two-year-old, turn their back on God and go, no, I'm sorry, but that's called manipulation. Okay? You cannot manipulate the God of heaven by your petulant behavior. He is the God of heaven. We are talking about... So my question is, before I go into that, my question is, do we really know him if that's how we treat him? We're talking about the God of the universe. The one who stretched himself over Adam Adam, after he made him out of the dust. His eyes touched Adam's eyes so Adam would see what he sees. His mouth touched Adam's mouth so that Madam Adam would say what he says and what he speaks. He reached out his fingertips to Adam's fingertips so that Adam would be able to touch what he touches. And in Psalm 97, 1 to 7, says, Yahweh now reigns as king. Let everyone rejoice. His rule extends everywhere, even to the distant lands and the islands of the sea. Let them be glad. Clouds, both dark and mysterious, now surround him. His throne of glory rests upon a foundation of righteousness and justice. All around him burns a blazing glory, fire consuming all his foes. When his lightning strikes, it lights up the world. People are wide-eyed as they tremble and shake. Mountains melt away like wax in a fire when the Lord of all the earth draws near. Heaven's messengers preach righteousness and people everywhere see God's glory in the sky. Shame covers all those who boast in their gods, for they worship idols, for all the supernatural powers once worshipped the true and living God. But God's Zion people, that's us, are content, for they know and hear the truth. The people of People of praise rejoice over all the judgments of the Lord. I've just gone into eight there because it's good. That's our God. How dare we? How dare we fold our arms 
and decide that we know better and that we can manipulate the God of heaven. That's our father. We can no longer act like this. Sheldon has said it. He's been saying it many, many months. We are in the valley of decision in our own personal lives, as a church, as a nation, as a, as a continent, we are in the valley of decision and it's time to decide. The past 18 months have been confusing, confronting, challenging, downright scary, painful as we've lost many precious people and stood with those that have faced huge losses and the hits, they keep coming. And yet our father keeps calling us, keeps showing up as our rescuer in ever-present trouble, for he has great plans for us. Saints, we have to fix our eyes on him. Yesterday when I was doing preach number one, a line kept going through my head and I kept hearing him say, a clarion call is going out to the rising remnant. And um, I've heard about a clarion call, but you know, you know me in the dictionary. And the neighbor's dog is not doing the interpretation at this time. But a clarion call is a strongly expressed demand or request for action. And the remnants, if you're wondering what that is, is a small minority of people who will remain faithful to God and be faithful. And I just felt him say, it's time. It's time, my remnants. It's time. It's time to deal with sin. It's time to lay down your right to be right and let God be God. It's time to make a choice between fear and the shalom peace of God. It's time to get the help you need, whether it's counseling, whether it's seeing a psychologist or, or just speaking out with a trusted friend what's going on. The valley of decision is here and we need to decide. The beauty in this, is that Jesus never rushes us, even though he's asking him for a decision. He never pushes, he never rushes, he never burdens, he never guilts, he never manipulates, and he never controls. But he, but he does want us to decide for our own good. But if we never decide, if we never do the things he's asking us to do, we will be left behind. He's not looking for perfection. He's not looking for that. Don't try to be perfect. He's looking for faith and righteousness and a willingness to follow him. It's time to put our ears to the ground to hear what the prophets are saying. The prophets are speaking and they're coming out in one voice and it's time to listen. It's time to get our heads out the sand now, okay? It's time to face up to what we need to face up to. Use our God-given discernment. Come into agreement with him and watch what he can do and what he will do and what he's promised to do. Um, I was playing a song. I asked Sheldon to play a song in the beginning um, that has become my, my anthem. And um, it's called Believe, Believe For It. And uh, we're going to play it in a bit. Uh, and I want you to really listen to the words. It's quite a long song, but there's a, there's a part she sings that um, it's a declaration. 
And um, it's part of who we are as a people. And I don't, we don't know what tomorrow may bring, but I know who holds tomorrow. Nathan, he lined up all the songs. I didn't speak to him. I didn't tell him what I was going to preach. We're no longer slaves to fear. We're not. We've been set free. But it's our choice to be set free. And um, my third key, and I will do the preach on it, but I'll leave you with a little taster. The title is Unity and Diversity, which um, is going to be needed in the times we face. I will be even talking about the vaccines. I will be talking about the wonderful topics that have been keeping us divided and how we navigate as the children of God in this. Um, Thank you for your love and your support. Um, I'm not trying to be a hero by um, preaching and having a COVID positive result. I'm being resilient. I know God wanted me to speak today. Um, I know that he wants us to hear something and that is what we're doing. We're just being obedient and we're being resilient. And the song is going to play and um, I'm going to pray. Then the song will play. You can leave during the song. That's absolutely fine. Or you can just let it minister to you. But if I can encourage you this week, the call has gone out. The clarion call has gone out to the remnant. And it is time. It is time to start listening to what God has been telling you to do or what he's been telling you to do in your life. And I've been saying it for a few weeks now. You believe, first you believe, okay? You can't speak anything into being if you don't believe it. You've got to believe it, and then you speak in faith. And let me tell you, I've got some pretty incredible stories of doing that over the past couple of weeks and what God has done. Believe what he's saying of your own life, and then speak it in faith. So I'm just going to pray over us, and then Sheldon will will play that song. Um, I love you all. I can't wait for us to be back together. Um, We've got some exciting days ahead. Okay. Father God, I just want to thank you for our community. I want to thank you that you rule and reign. You are the God of heaven. You have made us. You have stretched yourself over us. We are yours. We are called to you. And Lord, I pray that in everyone's individual lives, Lord, that as they come before you, that you would speak with such clarity over them, Father God, of what they are needing to do and how they are needing to do it, Father God. I release such razor-like discernment over our people right now in the name of Jesus, the spirit of the living God to be in your thoughts and minds. I take all power and authority over the spirit of fear right now in every single person's life. Lord Jesus, I bind it and I cast it back into the depths of hell. And I say, we see you, we call you out and we kick you out in Jesus name. And Lord, we release the shalom peace of God over our community, over our city and over our nation, Lord Jesus, right now in Jesus name. Thank you, Father. Bless your holy name. Believe it. He has said it. Believe it. Thank you so much. Oh, uh, oh, firstly, any elders want to say anything, any leaders? If you've got an after party, go for it. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, babes. Amazing, you know. And uh, the thing, you know, folks, our our faith 
And the reality of fear knocking at our door is only tested when you face the circumstance where it's going to happen. You know, and that's the reality. You've got a 13-year-old here in the house who's also got a, a reality of now trying to face us because the way media portray, the way media speaks, we've got a narrative the world has sold us. And now we've got to navigate and walk these things through with the power and the truth of who Jesus is to us. So, yeah, what we'll open up to anyone else. Well done, babes. You know, the key is obedience. Farnas, you've uh, raised your hand. Ilana has raised her hand. So Ilana was first. Farnas, you've unmuted. Go for it. Well, you let us know last night, Kathleen, about you being COVID positive. I did a lot of praying for you. And the Lord dropped into my heart Psalm 103. And you read from the Passion this morning. And this is from the Passion Bible as well. I'm going to take parts of it if you'll allow me to read it to you. With my whole heart and with my whole life and with my innermost being, I bow in wonder and love before you, the Holy God. Yahweh, you are my soul celebration. How could I ever forget the miracles of kindness you've done for me? You kissed my heart with forgiveness in spite of all I've done. You've healed me inside and out from every disease. You've rescued me from hell and saved my life. You've crowned me with love and mercy. You satisfy my every desire with good things. You've supercharged my life so that I can soar again like a flying eagle in the sky. You're a God who makes things right giving justice to the defenseless. Now, if I'll go down to verse 11, higher than the highest heavens, that's how high your tender mercy extends. Greater than the grandeur of heaven above is the greatness of your loyal love, towering over all who fear you and bow down before you. Further than from a sunrise to a sunset, that's how far you've removed our guilt from us. The same way a loving father feels towards his children. That's but a sample of your tender feelings towards us, your beloved children who live in awe of you. You know all about us, inside and out. You're mindful that we're made from dust. Our days are few and momentary beautiful so swiftly fades away. Then I want to go to verse 17. But Lord, your endless love stretches from one eternity to the other, unbroken, unrelenting towards those who fear you and those who bow face down in awe before you. Your faithfulness to keep every gracious promise you've made passes from parents to children to grandchildren and beyond. You're faithful to all those who follow your ways and keep your word. God's heavenly throne is eternal, secure, and strong, and his sovereignty rules the entire universe. So bless the Lord, all his messengers of power, for you are his mighty heroes who listen intently to the voice of his word to do it. Bless and praise the Lord, you mighty warriors, ministers who serve him well and fulfill his desires. 
I will bless and praise the Lord with my whole heart. Let all his works throughout the earth, wherever his dominion stretches, let everything bless the Lord. And that word is God's word. He watches over his word to perform it. And that verse, he heals you from all your diseases. Psalm 103 is the benefits for those who love him. That's given by him. And well done today, Kathleen. <laughs> your word was wonderful. It was well real. done. It was so real. So real. Brilliant. Thanks, guys. Uh, Anton Lana, you guys go for it. Um, yes. Morning, everyone. Um, yeah, Kathleen, what, what came up for me just as you started speaking this morning. Um, let me see if I can get you on the screen. So there you are. Now I can look on you, look at you. Um, is, 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 um, Isaiah 43 verse 2, which you'll recognize and it will sound initially, yes, yes, that makes sense. But I want to point out a few significant distinctions in these verses that we often, that, that we, that we miss. Um, and so I'll read them to you, uh, just as we generally read it. It's uh, Isaiah 43, verse 2, which says, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Now, there's a lot that we can draw strength from in that. And um, often... Um, with our ears and our English understanding, the repetition of the I wills are, are quite clear here. You know, I will be with you. They will not sweep over you. You will not be burned. The fires will not set you ablaze. But those are not the same I wills. Okay? Every other I will that talks about the the waters, the rivers, the fires, the flames. Every every one of those I will um, is simply the word not. Okay, not. It's simple. Not, 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 not. Flames, not. Uh, rivers, not. Water, not. Uh, fire, not. But the I will be with you is a different I will. And it literally means, the two words, I will and with you, <clears throat> literally means, as for me, myself, that's the I will. As for me, myself, that's God, he's speaking for himself, it, 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 it almost uh, rings like, like uh, uh, it's a Joshua who said at the end of Joshua, as for me and my house, right? He made a clear statement to the people. He said, you can do what you want. You can carry on what, you know what, at the end of the day, carry on with your cars and your things and your stuff. But this is where I stand. This is where I stand. And this is where the second part, the with you, it, 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 in, in the Greek, it denotes the word, it's proximity. Okay, it's very important. It's proximity. So God is saying in this passage, yeah, or in the, in the, in the, 
Greek, in the Hebrew, it's proximity. He's saying, this is where, as for me, me, myself, it's like if you could say physically, but he's spiritually, physically, it's him. Proximity, where the chaos is, that's where I'm going to be. Where the rivers are, that's where I'm going to be. Where the flames are, that's where I am. So, so where the, where the, where the calamity is, that's where I am. Where the tribulation is, that's where I am. He's making a stand and he's, he's and it's so interesting because he's, he's, he could have clearly said, I will look over you. I will watch over you. I will, I will send my angels to nurture you. And there's some places where he does that, you know, and he sends that and he does those things. I will command the waters to part away. I will, I will, you know, but, but when he's talking now about, chaos, calamity, destruction, the things that can destroy, the things that can wipe out, the things that can, that we cannot handle. I mean, no human being can stand in a fire and live, right? No matter what you do, okay, you can, you can't go under the waters. There's a time limit for how long you can stay under the water and you will run out of oxygen, you'll die. He says, when it comes to these things, the big numbers, the big gun, he says, as for me and my house, I'm there, in the midst of it. Proximity with you, with each and every one of us, in the flame, in the fire, in the, as we go through them, he goes through them with us. So I want to encourage you and, and us in this, knowing also that, and, and for us as a community, to, to not allow what, what Kathleen, um, her positive test to create fear in us, uh, for her. You know, that could also happen like, oh, flip. You know, and that's exactly what she's saying should not happen. And so we must, we must know that what God is saying, is as for him, he's it. So, so we need to model what God does. As for us, we're in. Where there's chaos, we're in. Where there's calamity, we're in. We don't run from it. We don't shy from it. We don't hide from it. We don't deny it. You know, we're in it and we go there because we know that's where God is. So if we want to draw closer to God, then we need to draw closer to the chaos. Draw closer to the calamity. Do, draw closer to the suffering. Don't hide away from it. Don't shy away from it. Because if we want to draw closer to God, that's where He is. He is out in the front line, right there. He is the rider on the white horse who rides at, in front. He doesn't stay back at, at, at base and commands all the soldiers to, to do like David did, you know, when he should have been out there. Now God says, that's where I am. Where the action is, as for me, I'm there. So be encouraged with that. And thank you, Kathleen, for sharing that. Um, I feel it's like a charge to us this morning to, 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 to not allow and not partner. And also, I think uh, in, in what is required of some of us is repentance that we have that we have, you know, hugged a fear and we have uh, unintentionally, you know, uh, flirted with, with fear, you know, because of what it kind of does. 
to us. So so let us lay that down and uh, now uh, get close to the action because that's where God is. Awesome. Thanks, Anton. Thank you, Jeanette, for reading that passage as well. Beautiful. Um, I'm going to play the song now, guys, and I want, you know, just take a moment just to let it just minister to you. It is really very powerful. It is a bit long, but uh, let's watch it through. And then I want us at the end that we uh, all unmute ourselves and we all declare over ourselves that we will walk free, that we will kind of stand true on on the word of God to us. Because the bottom line with all of this that God is leading us into is obedience. Whether we are going to be obedient to his voice and have faith to believe in and trust and walk through it. Okay, so take courage from the song. It really is. It really is beautiful. Um, And yeah, enjoy. Sorry, just wait. I can't um, hear anything. Just wait. Just sorry, guys. Just uh, half a second. Don't know why it doesn't come through. Um, That's fine. You can hear fine.
It's, <laughs> I'm really moved by the power of that song, folks, because the question, the question is, how big is your God? How big is your God? We serve the God of all creation. That is who he is to us. Do you believe it? You want to live for it? Are we going to moan and complain? Things aren't working out for us. Our God is greater and bigger. We hold on to his word, folks. That is the power that that is the truth that we hang on to. And uh, what a hope we have in our mighty God. So let's unmute ourselves. Thank you, Kathleen. That was outstanding, babes. Unmute ourselves. Let's speak life and encouragement 
over each other. Go for it. Thank you, Lord. God bless. God bless. To God be the glory. Amen.